Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Welcome back to another episode of the How I Quit Alcohol podcast. For first-time listeners, please be aware that not all of the conversations within this podcast are suitable for children. I'd also like to add a trigger warning that sometimes the conversations can get a little heavy. We may talk about things like sexual abuse, domestic violence, drug use and alcohol use. And if you feel that that may trigger you, please do not tune in. Also, I'd like to add, if you are a heavy daily drinker, please seek the help of a medical practitioner before quitting alcohol. This podcast comes to you from beautiful Bundjalung country. Please kick back and enjoy. Grab yourself your favorite alcohol-free bevy. And if you haven't already, do a gal a favor. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. Are you sick of feeling controlled by alcohol? Do you want to drink less? Do you wake up on a Sunday morning feeling really anxious and full of regret? I'm Danny Carr and welcome to my podcast, How I Quit Alcohol. Hi and welcome back to How I Quit Alcohol. Today in the Zoom room, I'm joined by Sarah McKay-Wiggers. I've been following Sarah for a little while on Instagram and I just watch her videos. I fucking crack up half the time. I'm like, what is she doing? This woman's amazing. (laughs) Her energy just sort of comes through the screen and just grabs you and I love watching your videos. They're amazing. So Sarah is a movement specialist. She's a somatic educator and also a business mentor. And I had the wonderful opportunity to do a session with her just recently. So I wanted to get her on the podcast today and chat about what she does and how that might support people, not just on their sobriety journey, but just on their holistic wellness journey. So how are you today? Oh, I'm good. Thank you so much. Oh, that makes, yeah, I feel very honored that you watch my videos and feel like that. So thank you. I didn't oh, realize. Oh, they're so great. Yeah. Like they're so oh, great you. and they're so well put together. Like I'm terrible with videos. I'm just like, do something on the beach here. And I was just, <laughs> but yours, like they're well put together. 
they're well thought out. They've always got a great message to them and they're just fantastic. I love them. So, yeah. Oh, thank you. They're actually not thought out and they're not well put together. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that's so They're funny. all just completely off the cuff and in the moment and I just whip them together. So I'm so glad that they're having that, that effect. But, yeah, they I, I really do just work just in the moment. It's like, bang, I don't often think about it very much. What grabbed me at first was some of the videos where you were just kind of moving your body and you were just kind of showing people like ways in which you can move your body and, and what that can mean for you. And I love that. And that's sort of kind of what grabbed me at first because I'm really into exploring this idea of moving the body and how we can let go of things. I actually didn't realize so much that you were talking about like releasing the core and how much we hold on to kind of stress and anxiety and it's there in our core. What I found really interesting was when we did our session together, because I do so much meditation, so much breath work, so much. And then when you kind of showed me how I was, oh my fucking God, like I was still really holding around that pelvic area, hanging on to things and how we kind of released that. It was a real eye opener, I must say. And I was shocked because I was like, Mm -hmm. wow. Yeah. So that was interesting. So tell us a bit about what you do and why you got into it. Oh yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, my background was, I was a professional dancer. So movement has been a massive part of my life for such a long time. Uh, That makes sense. As so many dancers do, you evolve into the Pilates and yoga teacher journey. You do all the things. And I owned studios for over a decade, but I think one of the first things that I really noticed was I'd be in my Pilates studio because I had different venues And these Pilates people just wanted to work out and they wanted to tone their bodies and they were so go, 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 do, do, do. And I could see, it's like I always look at their bodies. Body language is such a massive, massive component. You know, I just witnessed so often the words that we are saying are a complete contradiction to what your body is reflecting. You know, Ah, it's, it's, it's yeah it's a big thing so these Pilates people and I'm like have you ever considered you know come over to the yoga studio and 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 do some yoga you know beautiful shavasana meditation oh I'm not a yogi I don't do that so I could just see how desperately they needed it and how much they refuted it and then the same like my yogis were just beautiful but they were lacking this true connection to their core, this true stability, just at the deeper, finer details. And I would say, come on over and do the, oh, no, no, I'm not, I don't do that. I don't do that. So I started to notice how we just, yeah, refuse what it is that we truly need. Oh, hang on, stop, 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 stop. Amazing. Say that again. We refuse what it is that we truly need. Yes. And it's funny, isn't it? The body sends us these signals all the time. It's like, I need something. I need this. I need this, but we ignore it. And we're just ignoring our beautiful bodies all the time. And yes. that's where we end up kind of so stressed and so anxious. Right. Absolutely. Or we also try to make sense of it. We try to rationalize it and try to make cognitive sense of it. And that's sort of a different issue that we'll get into maybe throughout it, but it's, we try to rationalize it. My body wants this, but, oh, but that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to us. And even just refuting what it is that we truly want or need or desire, that doesn't just happen with the body and with movement. You know, when I'm mentoring women in business, we refute or we reject our highest value. It's, you know, a client of mine is the stylist. And one of her highest values is expression. 
She is a walking, living, embodied expression. She helps women express themselves. And the other day she's like, I've done my values. I've redid them. It's this, this, this. I'm like, there's one that's just missing. For the life of her, she could not think of it. I even gave her a sentence. I help women dot, dot, dot themselves unapologetically. I was giving her the option to fill in the blank and she still couldn't do it. And then when she finally did it she's like oh no I don't and I'm like yes you do no I don't <laughs> like oh my god and I, I just witness it all the time it's like we it's and I guess it does it comes back do I deserve that am I really that and it can often be scary too why do you think that people get like that to the point where that they're refuting their own values because they're so comfortable in their subconscious beliefs and identities that's them in their truest highest potential and their fullest expression is scary and it seems like the enemy it seems dangerous because they're back here in their safety zone knowing Mm. they are or thinking it's who they are but I feel that that is it's danger it's danger territory oh that's so true and Look, even just bringing this back to that session that we did together, after the session I sat with that for a bit and did a bit of journaling because I was like, wow, that was really interesting. It was a real eye-opener what came up. And actually it's funny that you say that because in my journaling I kind of realised that I was a little scared to let go completely, Absolutely. like to completely yes. let go because so it's a protector. Yeah, yes. it's a protector, isn't it, to hang on and to kind of keep yourself safe by holding your breath and keeping your pelvis tight and all that kind of, it was Honestly, Sarah, it was, yeah, very eye-opening for me. And I guess, too, there's a bit of ego in there as well, right? So it was good to kind of not shatter the ego. I wouldn't say that's a bit harsh, but to challenge it a little bit. And to... It feels confronting, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's like I, I, this is what I do. I'm a professional. Mm-hmm. I help other people. And, oh, my gosh, when I work with a lot of movement practitioners and you know, I work with psychologists, I work with all people. It's like this is who I am, helping other people. And I was doing this and I didn't realise Yes. But what it gave me was this beautiful curiosity into, wow, why am I still holding on? What, why can't I let go? What's going on for me here? And it's interesting. Like, and I wouldn't say perhaps I'm probably still, we might need to do some more sessions, but yeah, it's still there perhaps, but it's, it's interesting in having that knowing that that's there. So yes, absolutely. Are we afraid of something? What are we not letting go of and what are we hanging on to? Yes. And I'm so glad that you acknowledged that. You said, I still think I'm still holding on because that is what happened in our session. You released a little bit, but you didn't release fully. And and that's okay because that's, I guess, what titration, if you've ever heard of titration, when it comes to somatics, it's just a little bit at a time. So for me to continue with you going, no, more, 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 that would have been too much because all we did was just become aware. That was it. We didn't yeah. do anything to create change. What you said, that word curiosity, I'm like, ah, that's it. And I loved that you said, like, wow, because I've done so much and this is what I've witnessed for so many years. We do all of the things and we do the breath work and we do the modalities. We do all the things and they're amazing. Mm. But what we're actually doing is we're working from a false baseline or a false threshold So what we think of as relaxed or comfortable is actually anything but. (laughs) We want to really establish a true baseline of relaxation and calm and regulation. 
Mm. And, and that really does come from this, that simple pelvic release exercise we did. Because did you see how it was quite, the listeners are probably thinking, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> but what we're doing is we just become aware, visualize yourselves lying down on the ground with your knees bent and your feet flat on the floor. And I've done this for over 10 years now. To us as the observer, looking at the person lying down, we see someone that is clutching and, and gripping and holding on. It's very obvious. We can see their pelvis tucking back a little bit. And we see that their tummy's flat and there's no breath coming in and, and they look a little bit like this. And then we'll, I'll say, are you comfortable? And they'll say, yeah, I'm really comfortable. <laughs> I'm really relaxed. And yet we as the observer can see that they're anything but. So that's similar to what I was saying at the start about the words coming out of our mouth are a complete contradiction to what our body is reflecting or portraying. Mm, 100%. It's a really important thing. So that's what we're working from. And for the listeners, if you visualise me, I'm, I'm sitting here with clenched fists and my shoulders up to my ears. This is what we think is comfortable. And then we do different modalities to help us release tension and then we come back to this. But that's actually not comfortable. <sighs> we want to just drop and come back down into a true state of comfort because consciously we're comfortable, but what we do is become aware of the unconscious clutching that we're doing without realising. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? That unconscious clutching that we're doing. Yes. And I think also what's important here and why I wanted to talk about my experience with you on the podcast too, because people might, especially when you're doing this kind of work and you think, yes, yes, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, da, da, or even not doing the work like I do, but you're doing the work. So you might be doing meditation, you might be doing yoga. And sometimes too, we get to a point where we feel like, okay, yeah, I'm good. Then it's really it's a great time to check out something else and to yes. keep on peeling away the layers because yes. I don't think we ever get through this life and we're completely like everything's done, everything's resolved. I think we're a work in progress. So it's really important not Absolutely. to just stick to one thing. Keep trying different things. That's why I like to do different courses or try out different pe what different people are offering because it's important not to just stay where you are. And, oh, and to absolutely. be open to the fact that I don't have all this sorted all the time. I can't stand it when people get on this sort of platform and they're like, I've got it all sorted. I know the answers to everything. It's just not true. Like no. it's not true. And I wouldn't <laughs> listen to not. anyone that like made out like that was the case because no. there's always room for improvement and room for work. So yeah, noticing, and it was really interesting. Yeah. Just noticing what we're holding on to subconsciously yeah. and you don't know and it until remember you remember your breath. Even remember, yeah, yeah. essentially, and again, it's not just you, it's it's everyone. It's been thousands mm. of people, but you were lying there. Your tummy was pulled in and tight and firm and essentially there was no breath really moving into your tummy. Mm. Which is and so funny because I, I pride myself on being a good belly breather also because of yeah. singing and the work that I do. Yeah, and I was shocked. Like I was like, what? Yeah. Yeah, so thank you. And you know why it's interesting going in that position? Because that makes us aware of that sort of learnt behaviour of conditioning. Because you lie on your back, knees bent, feet flat on the floor, let's go. It's a, a starting position for movement. It's a starting position for exercise. Like think about it. If you're 
And in exercise class, what you do, you lie down on your floor, you bend your knees, your feet. Okay, and what do we do? What's next? What do we, tell me, tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, yeah, it's interesting. It's a good baseline because it makes you aware. And that's mm-hmm. what I really wanted to show you is just, yeah, to become aware of like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can just let go a little. Do you think also, I mean, this is probably fairly obvious, but as women, like women, we sort of tend to like hold our bellies in because we don't want Absolutely. our bellies to flop out. And Think of it. And and the, the the hardest thing to encourage women to do is to let their belly go. Oh, no. Even, you know, when mm. I'm gently encouraging them, you know, uh, to be on their hands and knees and to, to show them what their true core is, I'll say, can you just relax your belly? Mm. that is so challenging for so many women and it's not just the physical release that's involved it's it's just oh oh like it's yeah it's challenging I noticed in me that moment of resistance but then I just thought don't be stupid Danny just let that go and just let yeah. it flop out yeah. <laughs> but there is that moment of resistance yeah like, it's like oh my god it's, it's vulnerable yeah. oh my god she'll see how round my belly really is oh my god what will she think of me what and it's just like yeah. oh my god Eddie it's and that's it it's so symbolic it's the physical as within, so without. Mm. The physical is always such a true reflection of what's happening within our life. I've witnessed it for so long that I, it's it's undeniable. Women that are, feel stuck are literally stuck. They're stuck mm. in their unconscious gripping. They're stuck in their protective mode. The women feel unsupported. They've got no connection to their true deep support within their body. The ones that feel disconnected and who am I what do I do they're not connected to their true core so when we connect on a tangible physical sense it's just a yeah it really does reflect out beyond the body into the being it's beautiful to to witness yeah so in terms of someone in in recovery or on the sobriety journey how do you feel like your work that you do would Mm -hmm. assist someone that's going through recovery yeah, beautiful. Have you worked with people in recovery, actually? Is also yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's the, I mean, so many ways, so many people in recovery are going on a deeper journey to self-discovery, isn't it? Self-awareness. It's getting to know themselves again. And that's what I have witnessed. There's this missing gap. We're doing all of the work, which is fantastic. But what has been missing in my like experience is just really basic fundamental connection to their bodies because for example going to a breathwork session is amazing going to a meditation session is amazing I am not taking anything away from that we need it it's so important it's so transformational but what then happens is we leave that meditation class this transformational experience and then we revert back into our inefficient habits and our unconscious stress response and, and what that's doing is the beautiful transformation you have in those sessions, that it's short-lived because we're reverting back to these unconscious habits and inefficient habits. So that's where it's like if we have this beautiful fundamental connection and awareness, it gives us long-lasting results. It's not short-lived. You know, I talk to so many people and they feel like they're on this cycle of they, they feel like they're going somewhere and they revert back. And they feel like they're making progress and then they revert back. And that's what this simple fundamental sort of connection and awareness does is help them 
maintain the results and not let it all go to waste because they're just unconsciously going back into the postural positions and into the unconscious stress response and yeah, so that, that's a massive part of it. And then also the premise of sacred union is if your body was another person, how do you describe the way you treat her or him, the way mm. you think about her, him? Do you truly know her or him? Do you truly trust her or him? So it's a, it's a, it gives a really beautiful perspective on that because you're Let's think of it from an exercise perspective. All right, body, we're going to the gym. All right, body, we're doing this. All right, body, we're doing that. It's it's a very one-sided relationship a lot of the time. So it's mm. nice to sort of shift that and to stop and to reflect, oh, well, what is it that you actually want? Yeah, it's so true, isn't it? It's a one-sided thing. I've been reflecting recently on my relationship with myself and just becoming my own best friend like and becoming my own advocate and it's a beautiful process too to go through to realize and when you can really become your own true friend it's a beautiful place to be and you start to realize gosh I've treated myself so badly yes I haven't had those conversations that back forth conversation with myself over these years and it's a beautiful place if we can get ourselves back to that conversation and to really feeling like, yeah, okay, if I was an advocate for myself, how would I treat myself? And if I was a really trusted advisor to myself, what would I say? And these are beautiful conversations to have because I guess so many of us, and we're probably all guilty of this, we have that disconnection from ourselves from a young age, probably trauma and things like that. And we're so disconnected from ourselves. So the beautiful part of this conversation is coming back to ourselves and really developing a good relationship with ourselves. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and and that is so true. It's that we give so much to everyone else. It's like, can mm. we give that to ourselves? And I love that you're saying become friends with ourselves. And that is mm. so true. That is so, so, so true. The sacred union just is that little bit different in terms of you've got yourself and then you've also got your body. Just for the sake of awareness and connection, thinking of the body component of yourself. So it's like we're just separating it. For example, I think I read you a letter to the body from the body. But if you think of it for, like if you think of yourself as one entity and your body as another, and of course they're connected, mm. but as I mentioned, just for the sake of explanation and to understand it, what's happening in terms of regulating your nervous system and, and even meditation and, and the things that we do. So let's think of meditation that's amazing. It's beautiful. It's working with the mind. It's working with the self. So you've got yourself that is meditating and connecting and, and it's all beautiful, but then you've got your body that's terrified in a fetal position saying, I'll be safe. I don't know. And you're meditating and you're doing all the things, but your body's still in a fetal position saying, I don't know if it's safe to let go. And, and this is what I've noticed is the missing link. It's like we want to let the body know it's safe to let go. And this is what's really important because the body doesn't respond to words as such. The body needs a felt sensation. The body needs a tangible release to let go. 
well, this is what I've mm. noticed creates the, the change for my clients because they're top down, they're telling the body that it's safe, but the body needs a physical felt sensation to let it know that it's safe to let go. So we want the body to know it's safe as we go into the meditation. And then the results are just so much more transformational. Mm. Have you ever practiced yoga nidra, which is a meditation where you're actually combining with the body? And I think that's a beautiful way to let the body know it's safe too. So you're kind of doing the two together as one. I think that's a beautiful union as well, but I totally get what you're saying. What about people that have had sexual abuse or Mm -hmm. any kind of, you know, that are not comfortable in their body? It's not a safe place for them to be in. Yes. How do you kind of combine that somatic experience yeah. When it's not safe for someone to be in their own body. Or yeah, that's they've, they've felt like it, it's not safe, for, their body's not a safe place. Yeah, that's mm. where it takes time. So if they're lying down, a beautiful story, I had a, a woman that came in for a sacred union session and we'd finished the session and then I mentioned, your jaw is a mirror of your pelvic floor. And she said, pardon? And I said, oh, your jaw is a mirror of your pelvic floor. There's fascial connections within the body. Are you aware of what your fascia is? Yes, I am. Yes. So it's like the, so the covering the, over yeah. there. Yeah. So for the listeners, think of your fascia like a cobweb. It's connective tissue through your body. So there's fascial connections from your pelvis all the way up to the jaw. At the end of the session, the woman said, oh, my daughter's going in for jaw surgery. I wonder if I showed her that release of the pelvis that we did today. I wonder if that would help her. I said, oh, you know, definitely give it a try. And she said, oh, well, just to let you know that she has experienced sexual trauma. So she's, you know, da, da, da. anyway, the, the mum went and talked to the daughter. The daughter ended up coming in. And once she released through time and patience, the, the gripping through the pelvis, her jaw pain disappeared. She didn't need the surgery, but it took time for her to slowly release. So it's what we do is we slowly release a little bit because as you would know, it's so important that we don't overwhelm the body because we need to do it carefully and gradually. So we would release a little bit. We do processes with breath and things. Is there something that's ready to be released through sound, through movement, through expression, let it go. And then we can go a little bit further and a little bit further. So it it takes patience and time but it's from yeah my experience. I've worked with a lot of women that have experienced sexual trauma, and they've had some beautiful, yes, yeah, some beautiful healing. And yeah, I bet I can. Yeah, I can imagine that's what would be very potent work and really powerful work when people who have rejected their bodies for so long are able to actually start that relationship and start to wow, I, I love this body, and this is a safe place for me to be. That must be really amazing to witness. In my work with people who have had eating disorders and oftentimes they lose the eating disorder and then take up alcohol. And for those people, I find there just seems to be this link with not trusting themselves, not being able to trust their emotions. They don't trust their body responses and similar. They don't trust themselves because they don't know themselves. Mm. That, that is, that's the blurb of my book. They tell us right. to trust your body, but how do you trust something you don't no, no that yeah. is the whole thing and it's I've witnessed it for so long mm-hmm. it's people don't know their bodies and I remember in our call about the core and like why is it important to know what your core is because you could be like well how does that make a difference like 
who cares about the core? You didn't say that. I'm exaggerating for point of it. Knowing what your true core is, is so important for women. So many women struggle with pelvic floor issues. So your core, your pelvic floor is a really important part of your core. It's important for pelvic floor health. It's if the prevalence of back pain is uncanny. Your pelvic floor and your core is back pain. So that's the physical aspect. It's important to know your core. But what you were saying in sexual abuse and sexual trauma and, and feeling trust and connection to the body, when you connect to your true core, it's a felt sense. Your body is like, oh. it's like you're giving yourself a hug from the inside. It's like if you activate your true core, it is. It's this beautiful connection. It's like, ah, oh, there you are. I'm here for you. I'm here to make you safe. And that's probably mm. challenging to, to hear and to like, what? Mm. What the hell is that there? But support is a felt sense. I can't tell you here, Danny. I support you. I support you. I support you. Does that feel like you're supported? No. no. It's a felt sense. So when we connect to our true core beyond the physical benefits, when I'm working with people that are healing, it's, ah, there you are. It's your body, your best friend, giving you a beautiful hug from the inside. I do it all the time if I'm on a plane. I'm like, oh, here we go, body. And I just gently activate my core and I feel safe. And then it's like, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing to have. Yeah. So people that are not trusting themselves and not knowing themselves in that way, what if they feel like, oh, no, that's too scary. That's too scary for me. No, I don't want to go there. I just want to keep on rejecting myself. I guess you well, can't do right. anything there or it's just like you well, say. No, that's just... what I love about Sacred Union. It's really simple, tangible, basic stuff. It's not scary. You don't mm. even have to bring the trauma element into it. It's just mm. like this is your core. If you think of it when we're doing different well-being modalities and things, lots of it is quite esoteric or it's quite some of it can be just not as grounded and simple. Whereas that's what sacred union is before anything. Don't even think about the trauma. Don't even think about healing. Don't think of any of that. Just come mm. back. This is your body. This is what alignment feels like. Mm. This is your core. This is your breath. This is your, it's nothing to be scared about. Because as you know, people that have experienced trauma still go through their day to day. It's just, yeah, they can still go through their day to day. Okay. So before we even bring in any layers of releasing trauma, it's just simple, fundamental mind-body connection and awareness. And that allows you to get to know your body. Right, and I when you that. know your body, you begin to trust it. So we don't even think about the healing yet. Mm. It's just like, this is your body. Check right. in. Hey, wow. How are yeah. you? Aha, uh-huh. that's so great. So it's almost like a meeting yourself. It's exactly, yes, meeting yourself again. Beautiful. I love that. Sarah, could you read the letter from the body that you read me on the call that we did together? Because I thought it was so beautiful. And if you're happy to share that, then this is going to be part of your book. Is that right? You've got a book coming out, which is a whole series of letters. Yeah. So every chapter of the book has a letter from your body. I might read you two because they're short, but let's maybe listen to the one because I mentioned it before about um you know when we're enjoying meditation and it's like this is going to relax me this is going to relax me without considering the body first 
And even yoga nidra, that's beautiful how you were saying about yoga nidra and you've done that a lot. And then you did find that you still had a little bit of that unconscious clutching first. Releasing the unconscious clutching becomes just a nice new supportive habit that you do. So if you're going into a yoga nidra practice, you'd lay down or you, you, you learn how to release sitting and standing too. You'd release the unconscious clutching. You'd ensure that you're breathing in an optimal way. And then you would move into your yoga nidra and then you would get such more profound experience mm, as mm-hmm. such. What I'm going to read here is a letter from your body to you. So for the listeners, and this is about your psoas, and this is about your pelvis and the clutching that we do within our body that we don't even realize that we're doing. So for the listeners, if you just close your eyes and, and this letter is your body speaking to you. Hey, you're saying everything is okay, but I'm not quite sure. How do you know that we are safe now? I'm still scared. I know it was traumatic for you, but it was traumatic for me too. I just need you to check in with me and let me know that everything is going to be okay. I start to think it is and begin to let go, but then you keep placing me in the same situation over and over again. I'm confused. Are we safe or not? Please let me know when it's okay to let go. So that was your body. (laughs) So profound. That's just so amazing, isn't it? Imagine. I love that. Probably you've had a deep lane. You probably hear that for the second time and it makes even more sense. And then you hear it for the third time and it makes even more sense. So now that you've become aware of that unconscious clutching, this is your body asking you, I just need you to check in with me and let me know that everything is going to be okay. And that's what we do with the the psoas release. We release the body and many people need the tactical hand on and we breathe and we say to our body, in this moment, you are safe. In this moment, you are protected because our body is clutching in response to an experience from the past or anticipating something in the future. So what we want to do is say to that beautiful body of ours, let go, you are safe. Hold, breathe. And when I say this is from your body's perspective, I start to think it is and begin to let go, but then you keep placing me in the same situation over and over again. And this is what women do. They pull their tummy in. They don't realize that that's really sparking an unnecessary stress response. We go to the gym, we go to Pilates and they tell us to imprint. And that's actually moving into this like protective clutch. So our body's like, oh, high alert, high alert, high alert, but it's unnecessary. Our nervous system is amazing. We love our nervous system. We want our nervous system to work for us. But our nervous system is like on high alert based on what we're doing within our body. So we want, I always say, our nervous system doesn't need regulating. Our nervous system is perfect. Our nervous system is responding to our body. It's us that needs regulating and we need to check in with our body and go, just chill. In this moment, you're actually safe. Thank you, Mm. nervous system. Thank you, stress state. But actually, you guys can step back for a sec because in this moment, I actually don't need you. But thank you so much. Please be ready if I do. But in this moment, I don't need you. 
Mm. And this is what we're not doing. So we're trying to regulate our nervous system and we're not regulating our body. It's just, again, yes, they're definitely connected, but as you would know in the work that you do, so many people are trying everything and it's not working for them. Think of it, they're coming in the front door. What I'm doing is just showing them how to come in through the back door and that may work better for them. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that too, that it's almost like with parts work where we notice the parts and the protectors that show up and letting them know, hey, it's okay, you're doing a great job and you've been working hard to protect me all these years, but you can step aside now and let me, the adult, take over. And there's just this sense of, okay, I can let go. Even saying to those protectors, I'll come back to you if I need you. Yes. But for now, I've got this, trust me, I've got this, and see if those parts let go. And it's pretty amazing, isn't it? Once we do start to acknowledge them. Yeah. And, and you see how you're doing that with parts work, you're doing that more cognitively, like within the mind. And that, again, that's great. That's the top-down approach. And then this is just the bottom-up approach. So working mm. from the body to bringing the body into the equation rather mm. than both of them work so beautifully together. Yeah. Well, I think even in terms of that, though, you can almost feel this sort of sense of letting go as well. There's this felt sense of, ah, okay, when the protectors kind of, let go a bit and then I guess even and then what you're doing it's going that level deeper as well to that extra that's still just hanging on a little bit (laughs) it's hanging on a little bit more yeah great amazing Sarah so now this is a funny sort of a question Sarah but what about your sex life I imagine that when you're kind of holding that kind of tension around the pelvis and that area it must sort of kind of constrict I don't know if constrict is the right word but with that kind of with sexual pleasure and things like and I hope it's okay to talk about this on the podcast I hope I'm freaking anyone out but do you find that the work that you do helps people with their sex life as well it helps them in every area of their life it's for those of your listeners that are into chakras it's your root chakra it's the base it's the start of everything it helps you with your sex life it helps you with your digestion it helps you with your mental clarity it helps you with your immune system it helps you with everything and, and, and this is where we don't need a cognitive explanation. Our bodies, when we're not letting them know it's safe, and you tell me, I'm here in a contracted position and I'm scared. Am I going to enjoy sex? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. So what we want to do is we want to gently release, let our mm. bodies know it is safe to let go. And that does come yeah, through time and patience. But you know what? I've worked with some people that have had really quite complex trauma. A client just a few weeks ago, she'd traveled the world. She'd been to America for particular therapies. So she had really complex trauma. Once we went through some processes, she was, she was ready. She was like done because she'd, she'd done the work before. It doesn't necessarily need to take time because some people are so ready. They're so ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm saying patience, but Some people are just ready to let go and move on. So it doesn't always need to take time. It depends on where you are. And because as you would know, we can get stuck on an an incessant cycle of healing. And it does come to the point where it's like, you know what? I'm ready to to move forward. Yeah, 100%. I find that also with my work that there's some people that have done a lot of work already and then just need a little bit of they're just ready to do it. And then other people, it takes a little bit longer to kind of peel away at those kind of core beliefs and things that are there. But 100%, yeah, people, Yeah, I think with this work that we do, people are at all different phases and stages 
in their own healing and their own journey. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. so that's and why it's great. You. Yeah. I love that you were saying that it, does it positively impact your your sex life? Yes, but it's like with that's the whole premise with sacred union. It's when you can feel it and create it and become comfortable with it within your body, it reflects out into your everyday life. So even with alignment, such a simple thing, because when people find optimal alignment within their bodies, they don't like it. Why? Because, but I'm not doing anything. Exactly, because you're just sitting. But I should be doing something. No, you should, you're just sitting. Because we go from not enough to too much, not enough to too much. So when people can become comfortable in just enough with our bodies, they can become comfortable with just enough in their life. And even with, you know, back to the sex life as such, I work with a lot of people in terms of moving beyond the regulation and conformity of, of movements and shapes. And I love yoga. I've taught yoga for 20 years, but if you think of even traditional Hatha yoga, it's we're aiming for the same shape. We're perfecting the same shape as everyone else. But what about breaking that and becoming curious and discovering what it is that your body needs? So when we can become more curious and expressive within our body, it reflects out. Oh, you become curious and expressive as a person, you know, with your conversations, with your actions, with your choices. So it's a really tangible way to create what it is that we want. We do it with our body first and then it will reflect because we mm. want our body to match our words. Mm, beautiful. Awesome. Tell me if someone wanted to reach out and do some work with you or to, yeah, what do you offer? What have you got on offer for people? Yeah, beautiful. Well, I work one-on-one -on -one with people. I've got a Sacred Union is a, a new evergreen pre-recorded course that's going to be released soon. But in the lead up to Sacred Union, I'm excited. I've got a seven-week interactive course and community. So I guess you could think of it like a book club. <laughs> I'm guiding people through the, the program. So Amazing. I'm there them, yeah, for a live Zoom each week and we do a live session and then we let it all integrate and we just, yeah, work through conversation and connection and community. So you've got the online portal, but then you've got the live sessions each week and me basically they're supporting and coaching you as you go through it, which is exciting. And I've got general women, general people that are joining for their own healing journey. And then I've also got uh, professionals because I've got an embodied somatic practitioner training that's coming up in 2024 as you know to become embodied you need to do it yourself first so people that want to become an ESP practitioner which is embodied somatic practitioner training they do this first seven weeks as a prerequisite it's not them as the professional it's not them as the healer it's not them as the coach it's them experiencing it for themselves as a person because Amazing. it's yeah, it, it's so important, as you know, to do it for yourself mm. first. <laughs> Absolutely, 100%. And so if people want to reach out to you, I mean, I'll put links in the show notes to everything you would like to send me, but what's the quickest and easiest way for people listening now to reach out to you? Definitely Instagram. Yep, I'm there on Instagram a lot. I love Instagram. I love my community on Instagram. So I would probably reach out at I underscore M underscore Sarah Adele at Instagram. 
Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. I think that's so fantastic. And I love what you've got on offer. I think that sounds super exciting and congratulations on everything that you're doing. I think it's amazing. And I look forward to your book. When's your book coming out, do you think? Thank you. It was due around now, around Christmas, but it looks like it's going to be sort of early to mid next year now. So that's okay. Intention without expectation, as we were talking about before we started recording today. My intention is to release this book. I don't have an expectation of when, but yeah, it's happening when it should. So it's there and it's actually funny because there's little snippets of gold. I'm like, oh, I might just insert that there. So I feel like I trust that it's going to be released to the world when it is. And even this course, I feel like, is is this happening so that I can just do a few little inserts before the book gets released? But the course has got lots of, it's like they, they get an insight into what the book is anyway, because that accompanies the, the online course. And also if people just want to kind of investigate or hear a little bit more about what you're doing. You've also got a podcast out and that's called, Are You Listening? Yes. The Sarah Adele podcast, Are You Listening? So you know, I always say our bodies are master communicators. Are you listening to yours? And I guess that's how that's reflected out into my podcast name too. So yeah, are you listening to my podcast? But more importantly, are you listening to that beautiful body of yours? Oh, that sounds so great. Awesome. So people can tune into that as well. Enjoy your beautiful day down there on Mount Martha. Mount Martha, yes. Amazing. I'm sure it's beautiful as the weather's warming up. And thank you so much for your time today and just sharing just that little snippet of what you've got on offer and a little snippet of your amazing wealth of knowledge. And it was so great. And I really thank you for coming on today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, Sarah. you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.